Nine Evans starts his time as WRU chairman. Shoe and Lily Crap calls time on her Wales career. We hear from both in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. <laughs> and Lily Crabb retires from international rugby on the back of the Women's World Cup in New Zealand and we'll hear all about the highs and lows of her career in a few minutes. But first, one of the top positions in Welsh rugby is of course the WIU chairman and a new person has taken over at the top, but a pretty familiar face and former Wales captain Yian Evans. There's a lot in his intro. I'm delighted. It's a wonderful opportunity. I'm excited at the prospect as again, any other new role, there's going to be challenges, but it's one that I'm up for. But it isn't all about me. I'm chair of the board. It's about bringing the best out of the board, but hopefully have the ability to project what our aims and objectives are and perhaps a face to go out there and pass the message on. But it's, you know, I'm excited for the prospect. You know, as much as there's been so much talk regarding many of the elements and many of the challenges that confront us, you know, societal changes means expectations are different now than they used to be. We're all well aware of the sort of governance changes. We um, look forward to the AGM, and obviously we didn't put a compelling or convincing enough case forward. We got many of those points through, not all of them. We need to reassess that, but also I think we need to allay fears as well. This is an opportunity. This is transformational. It's about moving forward and evolving as an organisation. Governance doesn't stop. It continues. It evolves. You're stress testing it on a daily basis and you're constantly looking to ensure that you are fit for purpose and able to ensure that Wales is national sport, national game of rugby union, which is so deeply embedded in our communities up and down the length and breadth of this country. We have a, a roof above the stadium, but the roof doesn't stay without the foundations being in place. That is fundamentally what we're about across the length and breadth. Nothing is mutually exclusive in Welsh rugby. Everything's interlinked, everything's interdependent. You know, we're a country of 3.2 million people. You know, we need to be far more optimal in what we do. We've come through two year, horrific years under COVID and the challenges at a macro level are enormous moving forward to countries up and down across the globe. And these stress things, we have to be mindful of that in everything we do. But I think there's a terrific opportunity to ensure that we have a vibrant, healthy, successful game moving forward. That's the challenge, but that's also the opportunity, I firmly believe. It's an interesting time to be taking over as chairman. There's uh, obviously pressure swirling around the coach. There's the agreements with the regions. There's the club game and some positives and some negatives in that. Where do you see those priorities sitting? Uh, there's never a dull moment in Welsh rugby. Never should be either. You know, it stimulates a huge amount of emotion. And I'd rather stimulate emotion than apathy. That's what we can ill afford as a mass participation sport. It's about ensure that we continuously engage. And yes, there are some fundamental questions to address. We have the right people in the room as regards to the PRB in progressing forward with our elite game strategy. And um, hopefully that finds a resolution really quickly. We are positive for the progression being made. And hopefully we'll come to bring that to a conclusion. Uh, we can all move forward. And, and we've only seen recent sort of reports and headlines as regards um, contracts and so on. And you're mindful of that. There are people's lives and welfare and well-being at stake here. And um, we're mindful of that. But we are making progression. And also, it's not only about the elite game, it's also about the community game. Our strategy is going to 
come out hopefully sometime in the new year as regards the uh, community game as well. And that's ensuring that that interaction, that pathway, which we so depended upon, because we can't compete to go out there and in the marketplace with some of the other countries. We have to ensure we have that pathway functioning optimally to ensure that we bring this talent through. We have talent. We have bags of talent. We just need to ensure that we bring it to, to where it needs to be. That's going to be the challenge in those are the areas. And I'm conscious we don't plate spin too much here, but governance, I think, and the changes we talked about, I think, as an opportunity to be transformational. It's about bringing diversity of thought. It's about bringing skill set to bear where it's needed. Uh, and I think that's critical importance moving forward. Uh, we have to be aware of the challenges that any sport is confronted with in the modern world. And we have to have the people in place that can help us not only take on those challenges, but allow us to flourish in the face of those challenges because I see them as opportunities. Your position as former Wales captain, one of the great players of the last few years, Lion, all the rest of it, does that give you a, a head start? It's not going to be enough, but it's a useful beginning. To a certain extent, you'd be hopeful there's some element of goodwill there, but it's not a currency you can keep using indefinitely. But I generally think that that goodwill is there anyway. And if it's not me, it's, it's someone else because such is the love and affection we have for this game. And yes, it can frustrate, but that's the nature of rugby. That's the nature of us in Wales as well. It can frustrate, but it can bring so much joy. And that's the thing we need to remember, enjoyment. We need to get joy and satisfaction from this. Rugby has an ability to transform lives like nothing else. You've only seen go out there and, and feel the energy and the joy that the crowd, 72,500 people, will have here watching Wales play. You're representing the hopes and aspirations of a nation. It's only about a jersey you're a badge. It's much more than that. When I was on the field, you loved that sort of... It was a drug. You, know, you fed off the crowd, they fed off you. It's intoxicating. But it showed what that meant to people. It means more than just an international rugby team. It is so much more. It isn't only about Welsh Rugby Union. This is what rugby means to Wales. There's some intangible element there that just brings that sheer joy and elation like nothing else. I discussed you specifically about the autumn review. Can you just give us stuff? You've had some meetings, obviously, on the back of the Australian. Yeah, just give uh, us a deadline and yeah. what's going on at the moment. And as Steve Phillips, the chief exec, has already uh, mentioned, there is an ongoing review and we need to allow that process to run its course. And on the back of that, whatever that conclusion comes to, we'll make a recommendation on the back of that and decide upon. But that, that review has to run its course. But do you think there's an acceptance that you might have to move quickly? Because, you know, if you're going to try and get someone like Warren Gatlin... Again, we need to let it run its course. Otherwise, you know, and I understand the speculation. If I'm on that side, doing what you know, I didn't speculate in as well, as everybody does. But the review has to run its course. We understand the pressures and the, and the timing and so on. That's naive not to think upon that. The PRB, what can you tell us? about that. Other than the fact that the right people are in the room talking about this and we know fully well that the elite game landscape is changing continuously and we have to be aware that puts stresses on our game but we, we're also mindful of the fact that the teams that play out in the big pitch out there, the whole game relies on its success. Elite rugby brings so much joy to people but also commercially is really important to the game as a whole. You know, that ecosystem is critical. 
that ecosystem is so reliant on each other, and that's how it operates. There are significant challenges for our regions at the moment, but it, you just got to look across the bridge. Equally challenging there to an extent. We have to ensure, and we have the right people in the room discussing it. So the chairs of, of the regions, plus the senior executives from the WRU, and the independent chair, Malcolm Wall, who's done a terrific job in guiding the PRB throughout this process, are there discussing this, and we are hopeful that significant progression has been made. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. So some indications there of the many priorities facing new WIU chairman, Yian Evans. Now the news, Shuan Lillicrap has announced her retirement from international rugby. The 51 times capped back five player has been Wales women's squad captain since November 2019 and played a huge role in the transition of the programme to professionalism last year. She was one of the first 12 players to receive a full-time contract and has come to the decision on the back of a successful year for Wales women who finished third in the last TikTok Women's Six Nations and reached the Rugby World Cup quarterfinals in New Zealand. Lily Karapu, who turned 35 last month, says she didn't rush into the decision. Obviously, I've had time to digest, like myself and my family have known for some time now, and um, so I'm feeling okay. The challenge today, as you said, is not to get upset, but it's been a journey, and journey I'm proud of, but you know, it doesn't make it easy, even though I know this is the right decision for me now at my age and, and where I'm at. Like I've had so many highs and great experiences in that red jersey that... It's hard to to let it go as well, but I'm excited to see where the squad go in the future. Was the decision to retire after the, the World Cup always the plan? No, it wasn't wasn't always the plan. Um, you know, I, I knew retirement was near in and I, I for the last few months or so, but I didn't know when when that would be. And post World Cup, you know, that's not something I thought about during the World Cup, post World Cup, knowing how my body felt and you know, it's the kind of end of a cycle as well and something that we've trained so hard for for so long and like when you had time to decompress and actually truly reflect on it because week by week you're just focusing on fixtures and before going it was just focusing on the world cup you know it wasn't something that I'd really thought about because I knew I just wanted to achieve something in the world cup so yeah since being home and you know after that quarterfinal game is something I reflected hard on and spoke to family and spoke to Johan, Nigel and everyone in the WIU have been incredibly supportive so it was a decision that I made, but it's taken me like a fair few weeks to actually seal it on and be like, yeah, 100%, this is what I'm going to do. So here I am. Did the fact that you've had a slightly different role to play this year, being more of a sort of impact sub, um, was that a factor in your decision? I think all factors like are taken into consideration, you know, how my body feels, how my mind feels how much more can I give? And like I said, like I've always given more than hundred percent. And right now I don't feel like my body and, and, and my mind and everything can give that level that it gave before. So with that in mind, like I always said that I would never give less than that. So I think it's, it's the right time. And like it's three years till the next world cup. It also gives now an opportunity for the youngsters to come through, get some experience and, truly build to what's going to be incredible World Cup in 2025. So I think for me, like all factors were considered, you know, family life and, you know, what what's next as well? You know, what can I throw myself into next that 
gives me I don't think anything will give me just as much satisfaction as, as wearing that red jersey but that can continue to give me something so you know hopefully I can give back and play a part in the game somewhat in the future as well and the growth of the game is amazing at the moment so when you get 18 year olds coming in you're like wow I'm almost double their age it's, it's difficult isn't it Exactly that. Like I figured out last year when Cecilia got her first cap, I was like, actually, I'm old enough to be a mother, sis. So <laughs> I'm like, this is like crazy. So, yeah. And, you know, being professional has, has been amazing. I wouldn't change that experience for anything. But I think as well, when you get older and you're you're demanding more and more of your body and your body doesn't want to take it as well. I think as well, you realise that you know, as I said, I, I never want to give less than 100% in that jersey. So that was ultimately the, the decision that has made me stern on what I've made. Yeah, the decision I've made. Yeah, you certainly put your body through a lot in the past 10 months. But, but what a way to go out, you know, being a professional, touring Canada, leading the team in New Zealand. You know, that, that's been a fantastic way to end what's been a fantastic career. Yeah, it's all been fantastic. You know, from the start in, in 2016, I had my first cap at the age of 28. I thought maybe that would be my only cap and I, I'd have a handful of caps. And then, you know, to be selected then for the World Cup in 17. And I was thinking of retiring then. And to be fair, my boss at Swans University at the time, head of sport, was like, no, you're playing fantastic rugby. We'll support you in any way we can. Keep playing. So to be fair, like he's the one that, made me make that final decision because of, of their support that they give. And, and then like two years later to be announced captain of the squad in 2019, to be on the journey that we have had, like the highest of highs and lowest of lows. But I actually wouldn't change any of it because those low points made you appreciate how good the highs are. And it actually taught me a lot about myself and, um, and the squad and the power of being able to speak up and, and do things the right way. And, to you know hopefully start change that will continue for a long time like I've learned so much about myself as well so even though there was dark moments and my family were the ones that kept me together through them I actually wouldn't change any of them because it's been hell of a ride yeah. When you were given that captain's armband uh, back in 2019 I don't know whether you felt it but watching your game just seemed to reach new levels what what did it mean that extra something to you to lead the country for the past uh, three years it's been amazing like fought so long to get that first cap and then you never even dream of of being announced captain and it, and it came as a huge surprise to me back then in, in 2019 and I actually thought it was only going to be one game at the start of that campaign against Ireland was the first game and then we played Scotland I captained that ended up captaining the rest of the campaign and have been squad captain ever since so I was like I never taken it for granted and you know it hasn't been lost on me but I um yeah I've relished every moment and I've enjoyed it I've grown as a person I've learned a lot about myself and what works what doesn't and I always said as well you know leadership is you know, we practice our rugby skills and stuff all the time but that was something else I would have to go away practice look at think about what I'm going to say what are my key messages and grow as a leader as well and yeah I've learned so much from so many different people and yeah, I've loved it and it's been a huge honour and privilege and I'll absolutely miss it. Nothing is going to top wearing that red jersey and, and singing the anthem with the girls and, and going to play for Wales. So, yeah, I know nothing's going to come close to that, but hopefully I can find something that comes close second. 
I'm sure you will. You mentioned those dark days. I won't go into them. We all know what happened. But how proud are you to be leaving that jersey in such a better place now with with professionalism and, and all the setup that you guys have got? Yeah, I'm like super proud to have left it, hopefully in a, in a better place, that jersey, but also, you know, the women's programme as well, over everything that we've done, achieved, and the strides has taken forward over the, the last few years, you know, with regards to infrastructure, professionalism and all of that, like it's the best spot it, it's ever been with regards to resources we now have, which is amazing. So, yeah, if you said this to me three years ago, we'd be in this position now. I wouldn't have believed you. So we've achieved a lot in a short space of time and, and things are continuing to improve and change all the time. And that's exciting. You know, there's a long way to go with women's rugby around the world and, and in Wales as well. But you know, there's positive strides forward being made. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens next, really. And hopefully it can continue and the growth can continue. And yeah, I just think we've achieved a lot in a short space of time. So I'm really proud to have played, you know, a small part in that. And yeah, I'm looking forward to sitting back from a little bit afar and watching the girls hopefully succeed. Where do you see then the future for Wales women? We saw glimpses of that potential at the World Cup. So where do you think they can go in the next World Cup cycle? Oh, we can go really far. You know, there's a great group of players there. You know, Johan's a, a great head coach and um, they've got good infrastructure now around them. You know, there's um, attack coach out for advert at the moment and I'm sure they'll get someone great to fill that spot as well. So the reality is high performance doesn't happen overnight. So they've got another three years now to truly build. But I think we've seen a huge increase, you know, in our physical performance and glimpses of, of how we can play I think it's just that level of consistency now which they'll be able to achieve over time with being in and around the environment training with each other more regular having time to recover keeping on top of you know that conditioning and get into a new peak level again you know it's just going to go from strength to strength and the youngsters coming through also you know the under 18s that happened last year with Wales you know, they're now training as under-20s as well. So there's youngsters coming through the pathway, which which is fantastic. And, you know, I'm sure we'll see in the future, in the future years, some of those step up as well, you know, which is which is wonderful. Hopefully we can see people go from 18s to 20s to senior rugby, which is perfect. And we haven't had that for some time. So, you know, the future is definitely bright. But, you know, as I said, there's still always lots that can be done. And I'm sure I'm sure things are going to continue to evolve you wear your heart on your sleeve you give everything you never shy away from the press we've seen happy tears we've seen sad tears can I ask you for a career highlight pinpoint one thing uh, that you will always look back on as, as your highlight in your international career yeah we've had all tears haven't we <laughs> we have time. and you're doing yeah. well still no tears yeah I know I know um, and I think like at first actually when I first got upset you know a few years ago I was quite embarrassed by it but I've also learned a lot about myself during that time that it's okay to show emotion whether it's happy or sad and it's okay to express how you feel publicly because if you don't then no one knows so you know I think that's really important for people's mental health as well like the people know it's okay to say exactly how you feel career highlight I actually think it's probably not on the field it's everything that's happened end of 2021 to be in that position we were this year to be professional players you know working directly with with Steve Phillips Nigel and, and to get a better future for the Wales women's game I think 
you know, ultimately, I think that is more important than one individual moment that I maybe had on a field. And I think that is probably the biggest career highlight. And I couldn't have wished for anything better. And I'm not going to cry because it's starting to come. <laughs> uh, so what's next for you, Shuan? What's uh, what's the plans? I know you're going to continue playing club rugby, but uh, professionally, career-wise, what, what's, are you going to go back to Swansea Uni? Are you going to still have a hand in the WRU? Yeah, I'm not really 100% nailed on yet what I'm going to do I know absolutely I want to stay in the game and give back to the game somewhat and hopefully in Wales and hopefully with the WIU I yeah I won't be going back to Swansea Uni play Gloucester decompress a bit process all this and then hopefully get back into the game somehow with hopefully some coaching or, or something in, in the near future or in the future that's what I I hope for so we'll see what happens over the next two months or so like it's an identity I've had for for so long now and you know it's it almost forms who you are because you give so much to rugby and the love that I had for wearing that red jersey and the, and the squad and so it, take, it will take me some time to decompress a bit and make sure I'm you know ready to go in, in what's next but um, yeah that's what I plan on enjoying December spend time with family and decompressing and then hopefully something in the new year. Shun Lillicrap, undoubtedly a key part of a momentous and positive period in the history of women's rugby in Wales. It'll be interesting what happens next. So, that's it from this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. There's a lot going on at the moment, so don't miss next week. But until then, goodbye. Goodbye.